Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. And I'm Ron Eden. And this is 90 Under 90. 90 movies. Under 90 minutes. Now it's going to be double the music. <laughs> okay, today on our show, clocking in at 89 minutes, we're talking about 1997's Bean, directed by Mel Smith. But before we get into that... <laughs> no, we're, we're in it. I just... There's something... This is controversial. You say 89 minutes. Uh, when I go to find it on Comcast, they seem to think it's 91 minutes, which does not meet the criteria. That's also interesting because... It, it was the Hispanic version. What? No, because I Go, watched the American on, version. Click on the, the one that was 92 minutes, and even the paragraph that gives you the description, it's in Spanish. No. Well, no, you know what? There's, I'll support no, his uh, I'll support his argument because that's you guys are just talking about Comcast-specific? Yeah. Okay, well, I watched well, it on HBO Go, okay. and it said that it was 92 minutes. Yeah. But the criteria, as I see it, are the uh, IMDb... Yeah. Uh, total so, running time. So what I did was okay. I Googled it, Bean, movie, running time. It said 90 minutes. Okay, here's another thing I want to address. Now, I feel like we we haven't run out of movies that are under 90 minutes. It's just something we're doing here on the show. And I don't know if we've addressed that. Is We're obviously open to doing 90-minute movies. So the show is a bit of a lie. Well, no. I mean, as I see it. It is 89 minutes because, by my criteria, the IMDb total running time for this movie is one hour and 29 minutes. So IMDb says it's 89. Google just, like, and this is just Google. If you just Google Bean running time, it, it's not a link to a site. It's just one of those boxes that just appear. Yeah. It said one, 90 minutes. Well, maybe they're just trying to split the difference between everybody. This is a controversial movie right off the bat here. <laughs> well, I did, you know, now that you've mentioned it, I did watch the HBO version. And it was under 90 minutes. But when I clicked it on, you know, hit play, mm-hmm. uh, the timeline on the bottom said 91 minutes mm-hmm. and six seconds or something. But HBO had an intro with their foggy little... Oh, oh. that's what I assumed also added to the running time. But uh, a whole minute of just... Oh. Well, they put it over... Because it was no, only, it it was only like up. six seconds over the 90-minute mark. Okay. So. It took longer than that for that HBO. Fair enough. Well, nonetheless, because I'm using a singular source <laughs> mm-hmm. for the criteria of this show, mm-hmm. uh, I feel we can press IMDb. on. IMDb. Yes. Okay. And it is, according to IMDb, under 90. Yes. It's So it, thus, it, it also meets the criteria of our show. Yes. Okay. But as you mentioned, yes, we are uh, open and there are a few movies on the list that are spot on 90 minutes. So, so it's not it's 90 under 90. It's not 90 under or equal to 90 because that's just not, that's a, just catchy, not a catchy yeah, title. It's just not. So, you know, sometimes you got to lie, a little white lie, I guess. I guess. And honestly, do you, do you always watch to the end of the credits? Sometimes people will cut it off. So you're cutting off the movie before 90 anyhow. But that yeah, that's the other that thing. That doesn't mean it's a, the, I, uh, the official runtime with credits is how all the criteria, I yes. think, right? Yes, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's what I look for when I click onto it. So, the movie Bean. Yes, Bean. Well, you want to talk about background first, how we got into Bean? Well, yeah, Bean. sure. Okay, and uh, one of the reasons why uh, Dad is the guest on uh, this week's show is because he was the one who introduced us to Mr. Bean. That's the, right. Uh, the, the character... Um, introduced to us via uh, Channel 11, WTTW, yeah. uh, which is the local PBS station. That's right. Uh, yeah. And we watched the old uh, British 
I guess, I guess you can call them episodes because I don't know how you would really. Well, they do, it's one of those. They do like six show series. So. Yeah, but even this show is like one of those. Like this was like spread out almost annually. Like it was an annual special almost, a Mr. Bean special. Really? Like, yeah, that de- like of all the like England definitely does television differently. Where the yeah they do mm-hmm. short bursts of shows and then they're done. Well, I looked at him as a uh, modern day Charlie Chaplin. You know, he, he didn't speak at you know in the british version he spoke yeah. sparsely very very little, right? rarely yeah he had some words but not a lot yeah. but oh my god does but he I speak mean, in this movie yeah well just enough yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't have a problem with his speaking in this movie uh yeah i got into it maybe in 95 i must have been seven i thought it was yeah very great physical comedy uh without words which is effective mm-hmm. and then the movie came out you know, I was about nine. I was like, well, this is going to be great. And then I just forgot all about this movie. And that was over 20 years ago now. Yeah. So this is the first time I've watched it in over 20 years. And we've been also watching old episodes on Amazon. And it is kind of like broken up by seasons. And there's like 12 episodes in like this one season. And there's, I didn't know it lasted as long as it did either. But some of those classic ones I really enjoy. This movie, I did not enjoy. Yeah. Spoilers. I did it's, not like this it's, movie. It's a rough it's you know what though I I, I said before the show uh, I I laughed and I was surprised that I laughed so yeah um, I had some laughs uh, I wanted to point out I, I don't know if you guys you know upon your research the it, this one was written by Richard Curtis and mm-hmm. Robin Driscoll yeah. Richard Curtis uh, co-created Bean with that's Rowan right Edgerson. yeah you can see their names at the beginning yeah. of the credits of each mm-hmm. uh, of each episode those t- all three of those yeah. guys yeah Richard Curtis also yeah. of uh, Love Actually fame he uh, wrote and directed that movie too which I had feel a... it in my <laughs> fingers <laughs> oh my god I feel <laughs> it in my Kaylin and I watched that this past Christmas <laughs> and I hadn't seen it in like five years prior to that uh-huh. and I was like man this movie's actually really good it's it's it's, it's so cheesy cookie cutter but it's it just works it man. just works just especially works. when you give it five years between viewings yeah the the weird that even that weird one with martin freeman where they're just like fucking on yeah a, or, or pretending to fuck on a set yeah and a really elaborate expensive set too yeah it's like whoa this is some high budget porn unfortunately this is not the same caliber of no. uh quality no. for no. entertainment now i would also like to address and we'll also have to get into it because they allude to it in the movie a little but mr bean is like an alien right there's no knowing what mr bean is it's ambiguous but according to rowan atkinson the last episode of mr bean was supposed to end with him getting uh meeting a spacecraft filled with a bunch of other mr beans and he gets on and they take him away and so I think there's a whole race of beans that get dropped off in different cities. It certainly makes sense if you follow just the opening credits because he seems to be dropped off by a spaceship from above. Yeah, and, and uh, well, we'll get into it. Like, one character refers to him as very alien-like in the movie yeah. a couple times. Yeah, he does have a... a... Childlike, innocent, like Starman. Remember the Jeff Bridges Starman? Never saw it. No. No. Any good? I would recommend a, a one watch, you know. Wait, was that Carpenter? Or am I crazy? I, it could very well be. Uh, or does he do Dark Star? I think uh, uh, maybe I, he didn't do Starman. I could be wrong. I, it would sound like something he might do, but. 
Uh, Starman was, yeah, John Carpenter. Carpenter. And unfortunately, yeah. it was uh, near two hours long. I was just checking on that. No, uh, yeah, no, I, That's I, I, for our 120 it. over <laughs> and under 120 <laughs> minutes podcast. Bridges. Okay, and the irony is that later on in uh, K-Pax, mm-hmm. when Kevin Spacey is oh, an alien. Oh, that creep. That's son who's of a the bitch. One, who's his psych evaluator is Jeff Bridges. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> man, you're like an alien, and I don't know what to fucking do with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat this banana with the skin, because I'm creepy Kevin Spacey. Creepy Kevin Spacey. Speaking of creepy... We see Bean's face pretty much right up front in <laughs> the right. opening right. of this movie. What is with yes. this Danny Elfman's uh, score that just hits you like a ton of bricks? It's like dun 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 dun, dun. and then it abruptly stops, and it's Bean in the mirror, and he's shaving, and we're like, ha ha! It's a close up of a very yeah. ugly man in the mirror shaving, and then back to like in association with yada yada dun 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 dun, dun. and then. It's, <laughs> He's doing more. Sh- he just shave it, and then he's, he's shaving like, every inch of yeah, his face. He licks it, like the razor, his, including his tongue. Yes. Yeah, it's really gross. He, I forgot how his gross forehead. Mr. Bean is. He can be a forehead. T- he's really gross. But maybe that's part of the alien factor. Right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. They don't have much shame. These alien. These Maybe bean. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's so the thing. Let's imagine, like now, '97. Let's say I think '95. It makes sense that beans, like, kind of had a, a. I don't know if about a resurgence, but like that's when we got into it. American following. So yeah. yeah, certainly it came to America at that time. Yeah. Now, two years later, after Bean Mania, <laughs> we get <laughs> that's what you want to call it. We get the movie. Uh huh. And. Like, let's just say you don't know anything about the TV show. You've never seen anything whatsoever about mm-hmm. it. Like, does this tell you everything you need to know about the character? Right up front, it's just Bean. You know what? And more, because I don't know if we knew his career until this movie. I'm talking about just before. I'm talking the the opening. If you had never seen any Rowan Atkinson before this, and this is your first, yeah, your first feeling, you're like, like, your kids drag you to Bean. You've never heard of it before. So so it's 1997. Yeah, I've never seen a Mr. Bean episode. I'm like, hey. Who's this? Who's this? Who's this Bean guy? <laughs> and I say, kids, get, get in the station wagon. We're gonna go see this Bean movie. So we go, we go to the theater, right? And we're in the back, and we watch the Bean, and it opens with dun 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 dun, dun. And, and it's him shaving, and and is, is that what this guy's all about? <laughs> so that's what you're saying. Who is this guy? <laughs> is that what you're asking? Kids, why did you? Why did, hey, why didn't you warn me who this Bean guy was? He's he's not normal. This Bean guy is not normal. I don't know. I would guess that he's no. an alien. Obviously, something. He's, by the way, he's shaving. He's got to be an alien. Something is off about Definitely this. One hundred percent British. But here's <laughs> the the thing: is to get serious, they address what he does, and in the show, he just kind of goes about his day. Like he goes to the park, he goes to the public pool, he goes like gets in the hijinks at the another park, and and, and just uh, we don't know how he makes his money. In this, at least, we get a hint of that at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So he's shaving. Yes, he's Are we still back there at the? Yeah, we're still because he makes his own coffee in his mouth. Yeah, he does that. Who did that? Uh, that step by step method with the chocolate milk. Like one of the characters on that old sitcom, Step by Step, used to like do the syrup separate so. and the milk, and he go <laughs> and he'd like mix it in his mouth. I can't say I recall that. I, I believe I've seen it, but I can't 
I don't remember what show. Or like Dante does it in Clerks, I think, too, doesn't he? I think so. Maybe yeah, that's like, what I said. I I see, I've seen it in various places. Yeah. Many people are doing that. It's a variation yeah. of a... Not very original, Beam. Get no. your shit together. Yeah. No, and there's not a lot of... A, like, that's the <clears> other <throat> thing, too. Of like If you are familiar with the old Bean show, mm-hmm. you're familiar with half of the... like. No, I'm sorry. Half is wrong. All of the good gags in this movie were done on the show. That's true. It's like you said uh, earlier, off microphone, ladies and gentlemen, we were having a conversation about this movie, you know, whatever. So Jer was saying that... um, (laughs) Why are you being all cocky about the fact that we had a conversation? I'm in a goofy mood. Uh, He said, uh, this is like a greatest hits light, you know, right? I I said, it's not a greatest hits because... Like, there's still some great hits missing off of this. What I said is it's more like a now that's what I call Bean 4. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, yeah, there's some yeah, big ones, same. but it's also like we just need to fill this out for this year's uh, uh, this year's tracks. Yeah. So he's late for work, apparently. Yeah. Or at least that's what you get the impression. He's late for something. He looks at the looked, clock. Yeah, the clock goes ring, and you know that signifies, oh shit, I gotta get my ass moving. Mm-hmm. And it cuts to... Uh, the uh is it the board right away or is it the yeah the, the intercuts LA? between him and his car and I think the board so like there's this board of what of something there's this board of at a gallery of gentlemen yeah. uh, at a gallery and it's, they're all discussing um Whistler's mother mm-hmm. the and Royal how, National Gallery in London well yes. no before that weren't they discussing getting rid of rid of Bean yeah it's this is all kind of the same deal same conversation right. yeah actually they do discuss trying to get rid of Mr. Bean first and so, then the Whistler Whistler's mother thing gives a light bulb moment it's the it's the exposition of the movie but yeah. like yeah they say we're gonna fire this Bean guy who works for our gallery we don't they don't really do they specify what he does at the gallery well no we find out shortly thereafter that he's he's kind of like a security guard it seems yeah. it's not yes. like he's definitely not like a curator but he's he, <laughs> no he's a security guard the, yeah he's, he's a security the fact that it was done at an official board meeting made it seemed like he was part of the board to me like he was well, higher up something's going on with Bean too because yeah, his, we find out right away him. that he's pretty much safe from anything right. that these guys are going to try and do they're trying to push Bean out they yeah. all they're all talk about his incompetence yeah and how he's an embarrassment you know and then yeah sure enough they're like let's let's talk to the boss about this frankly the the stakes are not high because they do once again in a, a later scene not to jump too far ahead they talk to the boss of bosses, and he says, I'm not going to fire this guy. Like, I've known him for so long, and that's really the only reason why he gives, why he keeps being around. Yeah. So, like, and then Bean embarks on his journey, but the stakes are so low because he's not going to lose his job. He's just kind of doing a little foray for a movie, and then he's going to come back to his normal life. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me if there's not high enough stakes. But, uh... Well, yeah, he's a security guard because they show him sitting in his chair falling asleep yeah with the slow motion sleep drop to the floor i think what confused me is he's wearing his brown his signature brown suit with the red tie and don't security guards like wear no he's got some kind of different jacket on oh okay i must have missed that so anyway what we find out after we learn that bean is safe from termination at this company for some reason yeah um we find out that like we get into business, and we find out that Whistler's mother, this uh, this painting, is uh, being delivered. It's uh, being purchased. It's basically, yes, it was purchased for a gallery in Los Angeles. Yeah, for um, $50 million. $50 million, yes, mm-hmm. which is a large chunk of change to drop on a painting. Absolutely. 
But hey, uh, apparently Burt Reynolds has that kind of cash. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Burt Reynolds is in this. So yeah, this uh, this board of uh, gentlemen, uh, one of whom is uh, young Peter Capaldi with yeah. some, some long locks. You know, it's it just seems like there's a British, just a British stable of actors, and they just kind of wait. And, and anything British, man, they sniff it out. And the Harry Potter is rotten with those British, that, that crew, man. So Capaldi, of course Capaldi shows up in the Bean movie. And, you know, he I got to say, Capaldi looks better with age. He doesn't, uh, younger Capaldi. Yeah, he looks ridiculous. He looks that. better older. So yeah. he kind of looks almost like a slightly like less unkempt uh Edward Nigma in Batman Forever. Like with his hair, it's like this long yeah, red hair and these it's glasses. Like black. It's yeah. weird. Um, so Bean is outside, uh, this time in like a waiting, like reception area, blowing his nose, and there's a whole gag with that that goes on for a while. He's yeah, well, as Dad's ID for coming to America. As Dad mentioned, he falls asleep at his post, and we get the one of the classic bits, uh, an abbreviated gag. Of uh, him falling asleep and drooping down to the floor, yes, which yeah. uh, he did previously in uh, church, and it lasted a good like six minutes, <laughs> and it's a great uh, bit of him just getting more and more bored with this long ass service, uh-huh. but it's condensed into this little him yeah. falling down, mm-hmm. falling asleep, um, and then yeah, he's uh, basically uh, the board has decided that they're gonna send bean as an ambassador because they because they can't fire him yes what they have to do is they have to get rid of him somehow so the next best solution is okay well well if uh we can't get rid of him this way we're gonna have him go with the painting mm-hmm. to this uh los angeles gallery and he's out of our hands for like three months or out under the under the guise of a of being a art scholar named dr bean and so it is a bit of like it is a little mistaken identity but he comes well, it's an assumption he comes in as Dr. Bean, but so he keeps his name. So it's not really like that kind of... It's not really that house guesty Sinbad Phil Hartman movie where he poses as a completely different guy. It's just right. a variation of his identity in this. Yeah, I think it was just an assumption on their part that he was a doctor to begin with. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I, I think that... Is he a doctor? It's like, sure, yeah, okay. something like that. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't Actually, know. Actually, Dr. Actually... Bean is an intellect of the very highest order, as a quote. Oh. <laughs> and he yeah. flies first class. Oh yeah, he gets flown first class. He gets so treated. They must think he's special. I, and, and, and as I was watching this, I was like, and I know Bean is just a regular dude in the show. I'm like, is he really a, a doctor? Like, and I just I couldn't catch up with the plot nope. for a little bit. Just a security guard. Yeah. So anyway, um, in America, we find out that uh, Peter McNichol yes. is uh, plays the curator at the Los Angeles Museum. David. Is, yeah. And, are, are, you, are you skipping past the air flight? No, no, it comes up at uh, just almost immediately after this. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, we find out from the guy who's basically owns the museum—not owns the museum, but he's in charge of the museum—that Peter McNichol. <clears throat> this is basically his project, mm-hmm. and he chose uh, this Doctor Bean guy. Mm-hmm. He vouched for him when somebody says we can get John Bon Jovi to uh, unveil the painting instead. This isn't to me a big deal. This whole Whistler's facilitating the purchase of a painting, which is already pretty much set yeah. in stone. There's the stakes. There's well, no stakes. Basically, here. what it does is almost it sets it up like Peter McNichol is the main character of this story, and Bean is the force that's coming to like yeah. become an antagonizer. Yeah. Why do we care <clears throat> about Peter McNichol? I don't give a shit. I get the impression that Peter McNichol is their expert on Whistler's mother. The painting. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So he would be the go-to guy for anything concerning whistling. But as far as like we as an audience are concerned, like we don't care about Peter McNichol. And We're not in this to see Peter McNichol. We're in this to see Bean. And furthermore, it's all building up to this big event where they like, I guess, unveil the painting yeah. or the purchase. And I'm sure this happens all the time. I bet art dealers sell paintings. They don't have this big event with high stakes for certain people. It's just a thing. They just have Yeah, like all this extra security and... Uh, it's not necessary. Like I'm sure there are press events for unveiling of paintings like if i go to target and i buy opportunities for humor if i go to target and i buy a dvd i'm not gonna have the bunch of press i don't have to do a press conference about the dvd i purchased but you know know what what it's setting it up it's just like that big event for the final what i thought was the final act of this movie but apparently wasn't because oh my god it keeps going it's return of the king it seems like it's the uh you know it's the battle of the bands type of thing it's like it's the big event that's going to have a lot of people watching on you know but I don't give a shit about it, you know? Exactly. Anyway, Peter McNichol <laughs> is basically the guy who's in charge of the museum. Is like, yo, Peter McNichol, this is your ass if... Uh, for some reason, if, the stakes are high. It's your ass if you fuck this if up. If this gets screwed up, it's because of you and you vouch for this guy. Yeah. And uh, he goes uh, to his home and he explains to his wife, Pamela Reed, that... Um, What's we, she famous for? I don't know. That she played the she voice of Ruth Powers on The Simpsons. Was... Um, Oh gosh, somebody's wife. Kindergarten cop. She was in Kindergarten Cop. Oh, okay. So Ruth Powers in Kindergarten <laughs> Cop. Yeah. All right. So uh, Ruth Powers is his now, wife. Are we skipping past the, the, the flight over? No, 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 Dad. I got it here. Oh, it's okay. On the next page. Did I, I, what, did I write it down in the wrong order? How can I do that? Perhaps. I, no, because you know what? The, none of this is interesting. That's have, what happened. I have the notes. Problem is that I have no notes I'm referring to. We're, get, we're getting to the plane. They're out of order. How do they get out of we're order? We're getting to the plane. It's all okay. good. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, David asked his wife to let Bean <laughs> stay at their house. She's not into it she's just rightfully not. so she's like i'm not into this random guy from another country coming to stay in our home for... and that's when they do this weird cross-cutting between him getting his passport photos taken and he's doing these weird faces and he does the dirty harry do you feel lucky punk? yeah that's the first time he speaks in this movie yeah. yeah he's getting these photos we actually don't even know what the photos are for really like you have to figure out later that white it's background is, and i just gathered passports yeah, yeah it's some kind of photo yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. And then the, uh, Peter McNichol has a goth a goth daughter and a weird little son. And David tells <laughs> well, he was one of the Lawrences, by the way. Yes, oh, yeah, he looks Lawrence. like a Lawrence. Yes. Andrew Lawrence. They all had that mushroom cut at some point. And at some point, the parents were like, all right, it's your turn to have I, the haircut. I think they just have one embryo in a lab called the Lawrence. And they just, be. every 10 years, they make a little clone This Lawrence. one looks like he came out a little early. <laughs> he's a botched He's Lawrence. lumpy and he don't look yeah. right. He's like a Paul Williams Lawrence. So, yeah, he's David, a messed up Lawrence. And the daughter. I her Trisha Vesey. I seen her in something else, but I could. Did not, you go to high I school with not, her? I could not put <laughs> I, my wait, finger no. on it. I, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. Did we stuff in either TV or movies? She's been in something else that we've. I'm sure the whole populace has seen. Okay, sure. David is like. <laughs> here's the creepy part. David's like, you know, this Bean guy to his goth daughter, trying to get her into the idea of a guest staying at the house. He's like, he might be really cute. Like, I'm gonna pimp my daughter. Yeah, to this like maybe you can guy. have sex with this man from another country. And <laughs> I know you're like 16. It's ridiculous, but that's, that's how you it, sway a teenage girl. I guess. That's when the director perfectly cuts to him getting a photo ID taken. Yeah. He could be handsome. Poof, you, right, right. That's like the punchline. It's just cutting to Bean's ugly mug getting his photos taken. Um, so at this point, he gets on the plane. 
and he's uh, heading to Los Angeles. First class. First class. He finds out that he, he's he's being upgraded. He and, wants everyone to know it too. That was always a beanism. He's always like showing off whenever he gets uh, preferential sure. treatment. Of yeah, some kind. yeah. Or anytime he gets the upper hand of somebody, if he's if he's in a contest with somebody, a contest oh. of wits. But it's always he provokes it. They. It's never anybody else. I I don't think I've ever seen anyone antagonize B. Of course not. No. After absolutely not. And this is the point where like Bean is like a combination of an idiot and an asshole mm-hmm. and he flip flops back or, and forth and this is asshole alien. Bean right now or alien. or alien he's one of the three A's right now he's, he can't yeah. be uh, he can't be admonished he can't be embarrassed he can't he just he, uh, no shame he sits next to a chubby guy reading the newspaper he takes his picture he takes a bunch of pictures this little camera that he's got and at this point, I'm wondering, where's Teddy? Because Teddy is an integral part of uh, the Bean show. Yeah. And he is not anywhere to be seen he in this movie. He is nowhere. So, he did not get to come along on this trip. He true. couldn't get a ticket for <clears throat> Teddy. Back at the gallery, now we're cutting. This movie does a weird little intercutting thing between, like, some board meeting of some kind and then Bean doing his thing. And, it's always, and it's always the, the juxtaposition of uh, somebody's positive words mm-hmm. versus Mr. Bean's ridiculous uh, contradictory action yes yes well they kind of set each other up back at the gallery they're discussing Whistler's mother that like it's a big like co- the corporatization of this is not believable to me I just don't see this happening with like yeah. the mugs and the t-shirts and the blankets and yeah then, like, they're the making Whistler's it a mother. real event and I'm just, yeah. like I was trying to think has there ever been a situation like this in history where like they made a, a do you guys know it would be a, a statement on commercialism it could be. I, I didn't really pick up on, like, if it's, I guess, I guess maybe satire, but uh, I don't know. Um, my thing is, uh, how important is Whistler's mother? The, do you guys know a lot about art? I don't know about the history. How I've always, pivotal is this painting? I've always known about Whistler's mother, but uh, not, the, not the, if there's any backstory or anything like that. Like, I guess how significant is the painting? Because they make it seem like it is the painting. Like, yeah, all like this is the most like, treasured painting oh, they yeah. can acquire. You, Picasso, who? <laughs> if you, know? you see uh, the painting in the background on the wall, is two other smaller paintings hanging on the wall, mm-hmm. and I think that's what baffled people was that proportion where, you know, you could see a painting on the background of a painting that you're looking at. You know, yeah. Whistler's mother sitting in a chair, but yeah. behind her you can still see the painting of. It's kind of note. Yeah, it's like meta e painting, like maybe. Yeah. So they're discussing the merchandising and it's the Whistler sister thing with the the like nude woman on the chair and like her yeah. boobs are being blocked. It gets like, that was a quite risque, yeah. Like Whoa. this is uh, up to this point a, quite a family movie, and then you get to this scene and it's like this feels like it's a scene out of a totally different movie. Mm-hmm. It's like. They're yeah. coming up with all this ridiculous merchandising. The Whistler whistle, you just blow up her ass yeah. right there. Yeah, right up the ass. Yeah. Like okay. Maybe an attempt at Pythonism. You know, it really, you can tell it's written by Brits, can't you? Like, just the the rhythms of the dialogue, the, the jokes themselves. Yeah, it seems the wit like it. to it. Um, so back to Bean on the plane, and this is the part with the barf bag, and the, he's yeah. trying to uh, please he's next, it. He's next to a, a kid who's who's faring ill on mm-hmm. the plane. His stomach is hurting, mm-hmm. and uh, previously we had seen him do this on the train. Um, well, it was a train. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. It was, it was a plane. plane. It was a plane. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm mixing a, a different, uh, thinking of a different episode. Okay. But uh, yeah, he did this on a plane. You know, a kid gets, uh, he's, he's trying to blow up a bag. 
make a big popping noise to wake up a big fat guy in front of him. To please this little boy who's sick. Because yeah. Mr. Bean, you know, he's got a big heart. He just wants to entertain the uh, the sick boy. I mean, he's in first class already, so like everybody back there knows it. So he can be, stop being a dick and he can help out his fellow first class man. Yeah. Or boy in this no. case. So he's not looking when the boy uh, throws up in a barf bag. And no. he does it really quick because when Bean turns back, he goes, oh, okay, thanks for getting the bag for me. And he grabs it, he closes it, and he... No, he blows into the he bag. He blows into the Which bag. is the part that's like, yeah. ah, you would smell something. Yeah. Yes, you would. Something's, yes, yeah. you would. Something's up. So he pops it over the sleeping guy, the poor guy, and then mm. we see some of the vomit splash onto his face. It's, it's Well, you see disgusting. the vomit, you see in the shot, you see the vomit <clears throat> splatter upward. Mm-hmm. And uh in the next shot, it's him, it's the man yeah. having gotten off the plane, storming down the uh the terminal. Oh yeah, he's pissed. Yeah. Wouldn't you be? I would be. You got vomit. That feels all British over. there too when yeah. you know the guy, first guy coming out of the the you know, down the chute is uh is it the guy with the puke all over him? There's or, yeah. Bean right behind him hiding. He felt a little uh, mm-hmm. Eddie Hillish, too. So Bean <laughs> arrives at the airport, and he, this is probably one of the most idiotic things he can do. Yeah. Well, Peter McNichol is also, he's going to this airport to pick up Bean. Yeah, with his kids. And uh, once again, he says to his daughter, like a creep, you know, he's, he could be Brad Pitt, Dr. Brad yeah, Pitt. This coming. could be a great experience. Uh, you know, he's a genius. You might learn something from him. It's good to be in the presence of uh, a man uh, whose mind is so uh, <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Um, and then he does something that is basically makes him a sociopath. Are you talking about Bean or are you talking about... Bean. Yeah. Yeah. Because the next thing he does is he he's it's 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 almost it's almost disturbing yeah they're on a little conveyor belt you know just standing moving walkway and he sees some security guards yep and he sees a gun in a security guard and he and he's like I guess he has this fascination with Dirty Harry like in the photos because he puts his hand in his coat like with his fingers as if he's got a gun a gun in a, a holster yeah just slyly and like he I think he does it so that they can see him right he's yes. testing his metal with these uh, he does he's officers. absolutely seems like he's testing these security guards like I'm gonna see what I can get away with he's here he's sick man he's a sociopath uh, so yeah. then a chase ensues unnecessary there's no need for this and he gets surrounded by the cops, and it's one of the, I think one of the dumbest moments in the movie is when they tell him to lay down his weapon, and he pulls, he slowly pulls his hand in the shape of a gun out of, from his jacket, yeah. and slowly lays it on the carpet, <laughs> and then he, you know, cut to him being interrogated by the only police, like, detective in this movie. Yeah. You know? he's, really? he's at the airport, and he shows up in two other scenes <laughs> in this movie. He's, yeah. like, the only guy. It's like, Richard Gant. He was in Rocky Five. You remember? He was the one that put the hustle behind the muscle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. I've seen other things, too. Yeah. I've seen him in a lot of things. Like, but, <laughs> I mean, not everything could be pulled directly from the original show, so. Right. I mean, I guess way to go for this uh trying to do this new gag mm-hmm. it made me laugh i think with the gun uh no i take it back it didn't make me laugh at all i had to think about that for a second <laughs> i giggled as he was lowering it to the floor yeah. i was like well, are they really gonna wait till he puts it to the floor come yeah. on so he's being interrogated by what's it richard gant is richard gant and he yes. says he recommends that bean is gets on medication and i agree yeah <laughs> there's something up with bean something's wrong with bean and bean kind of reluctantly agrees and then we cut away away and 
He's at uh, David's house. Yeah. And he's meeting the family in the, the living room. Yes. And uh, they're not impressed at all. The wife is really anti-Bean. Like, yeah, right no. off the bat. Yeah, she's know? not about it one bit. She doesn't want to give it any thought whatsoever. It's it, like I think he just asked Bean like one question, and I forget. It doesn't even matter what his answer is. She's just like, David, can I see you in the other room? Like yeah. immediately. I need to talk about this Bean guy. He's a weird looking uh, character. I'll give it that. But... And then she, she says this line about Bean because she's like, I don't want him in the house. And it's the weird. Oh God! You, you yes, know what I'm I about to pull the out here? Strangest line. I, I wrote it down here. Okay. <clears throat> There are Martians who have been exiled from Mars for looking weird, and they look less weird than this guy. <laughs> that is the wordiest, God, what a dumbest joke in the. I feel bad for oh. her for delivering it. The, Richard, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so just do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Read it back again. There are Martians. <laughs> yeah, there are Martians who have been exiled from Mars for looking weird, and they look less weird than this guy. God damn it! That is a mouthful. Yes, such a terrible line. Uh, so Bean throws candy in the air and eats it, and the son is amazed. Little Lawrence is amazed by this uh, this peanut. Now, to Bean's credit, mm. he's damn good at doing that. Yeah, I, I can't do that. I can do it. I am not very good at that because it always. Whatever it is, popcorn, peanuts, candy, bounces off of my teeth and onto oh, the floor. I cannot yeah. not get it to land in my teeth or off of my teeth. How wide do you open your mouth? As wide as my mouth can go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's like... It still hits your teeth. Well, you right have, off. you know, huge yeah. teeth. I have Everybody knows insanely that. Insanely huge yeah. shoppers. <laughs> put, your, put your lips over your teeth. And, uh, You're like the it. mass. How about it? Like yeah. Big teeth. Oh, You're just huge. Your man when he gets his dental work. So she says that line, Bean throws the candy, little Lawrence is amazed, mm-hmm. and the wife wants Bean out. Okay, yeah. and then it doesn't help when Bean comes in to pull his underwear out of the oven right. like an alien would. Yeah. yeah, it's just very strange. And who bakes their underwear in the in oven? Well, I mean, he's an unconventional man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... I can see maybe throwing a throwing a pair pair of underwear in the oven for yeah, a few minutes. Three twenty-five for two. Uh, Get it nice and toasty. Maybe a in the winter. Yeah, but I mean, they're in L.A., so he doesn't need to warm up his underwear. Yeah, yeah I. Why? I just never did not understand that one at all. He just like, likes the toasty feeling in his pan- in his trousers. So what does he do that two, three times a day? I, I guess regularly. Um, so he David asks Bean what he does at the gallery, and this is when Bean says he he sits in the corner and I look at the paintings and I look at the paintings. And this is where I'm like, there's too much talking, and Mr. Bean has said way too much no, already. He talks quite a bit on the show. When if you rewatch, I concentrated on trigonometry. Uh, yeah. Duck for lunch. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you know, he's he talks. I guess so. Yeah, he'd be surprised. He so, definitely doesn't give a big speech about a painting on the show. As we get to Young later. Yeah, he does give a big speech. A big long um, speech. Bean uh-huh. and David go to the gallery in L.A. Yes. And it's this nice fancy looking gallery. Uh, Bean uses the bathroom even though they're in a hurry. And, and this is a big conflict, like a huge like set piece of the movie. Like uh, when he uses the sink and they're automated and uh, the water splashes up onto his uh, his junk. Yeah. His... It looks like he pissed his pants. Naturally. So he gets to the hand dryer. He he kind of 
coaxes his body after, up so they can after get some traditional Mr. Bean panicking and flailing about. Yeah. Yeah. He, traditional flailing about. That's uh, important. You know, he may, you know, one or two attempts at something else that are, are failing, mm-hmm. and then he sees the. Uh, the, the the hand dryer there it's oh, oh gosh <laughs> so then yeah he goes up there and he he he's basically looks like he's humping the the hand dryer yeah he's up on that little perch and i gotta say and i don't remember this this scene a lot uh up until the point where he re-enters the room and he's just trying to block the stain in the pants yeah which is coming up but like I, I got up during the scene, left the room to go get a snack, and I forgot that I was supposed to be watching the movie and taking notes. I, just, I checked out. You checked out. I almost so had like an out of body experience. Yeah, I'm watching a rerun or something. <laughs> yeah, no, they really do drag this whole gag uh, yeah. out though, because because but exactly because by the time I got back, the bit was just finishing up, and I was in there in that kitchen looking at into the fridge, yeah, like, at nothing for a long time. So it made me a sandwich. <laughs> It would, you know, you just go to the fridge, you look inside. Yep, yeah. everything's still there. Yeah, you go and walk away. I don't away. want any of it, but it's all there still. <laughs> so yeah, like the merchandising guy sees him, and he, you know, it kind of looks like he's, you know, doing something masturbatory. Yeah, it's very, it's not a, it's a very uh, like compromising hump in, hump in position. The yeah, mm-hmm. humping the hand dryer. Now there's a country western song. And he and he finally goes into the the boardroom with like the art gallery execs or whatever you want to call them. He uh, comes out and like he he's trying to obscure his crotch. Like yes, so, once he comes out of the that's bathroom, important. it's it's all about uh, ducking behind things or turning his, away from people. Yeah, because God forbid anyone look and he says like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I, I spilled water on my pants." Because exactly. no one's gonna believe that a grown man like him. Pissed his pants and is walking around like that. Yeah, you know what I'd say? I'd say those sinks are uh, unbelievably powerful. I understand. I was just in there a moment ago, and I just missed it, man. So I get it. I He's get from it. another country, too. He could, like, exactly. as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. But nope, he has to, oh, 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 he has to flail about like he's having a stroke. He's a very a seizure anxious, anxious guy. Yeah. That'd be... and so, he, he finds a fan, yeah. finally, right? In the room, yeah. After they drag this out for, like, Fucking 20 minutes. <laughs> but the boss, here's what he does. He says to Dr. Bean, he says, we're expecting a lot from you. And at this point, I'm like, why? All he's doing is like facilitating the, the payment of a painting. They're just, he has nothing to do with it. He's yeah. not Burt Reynolds and he's not the gallery. We're he didn't expecting even, He didn't even deliver it. He didn't even like act as a courier. Yeah. He just met them there and then they just delivered the painting. I just don't understand it. Yeah. So why are they expecting so much from Bean? I don't know. I don't know. very confusing. Yeah, I thought at that point, all he had to do was give a speech. And I guess it's like the most important speech in the world for anyone. Yeah, he is supposed to give like they they want him to talk for about twenty minutes about this like you know no more than an hour or anything like that. Like yeah. he's gonna give a whole lecture about the Whistler's mother painting. I, yeah, I guess that's what they're expecting. They don't really don't get into what they're expecting. Just a lot. We're expecting a lot from you. And I think it's very half-assed. I don't I don't like it very much. Yeah, it's that's why I kind of checked out of it. I can see checking out of it. Um, so Bean tries to hide the pants, yeah, by hiding behind uh, David for a lot of it. Right, it's walking around the room. Yeah. yeah. It goes on for a while. A long ass time. Yes. This is the whole first act of the movie is him <laughs> hiding behind people trying to not to obscure yeah. his piss stain. We need to talk about the structure of this movie because it is uh, 
very confounding. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. I don't know if it is even a standard three X structure or if it's a five X structure. It's fucked up. It's, it's weird. Something there. The art folks are talking about the big launch of Whistler's Mother. It's somehow this, like I said, this is a big corporatized event. Why? Mm-hmm. Don't know. This isn't the unveiling of a major significant event. Snooty people just trying to <clears throat> feel important. America's greatest painting, they call it. Uh, Dr. Bean was your choice, they say. You know, like. But here's the thing. Was he Peter McNichol's choice? Because, But the board also in London nominated Bean to go. So whose choice was it? Well, I guess it was his choice over bon- John Bon Jovi. Okay. So, like, you I know, see. I think Harris Eulin was all like, I want a Bon I mean, I understand why. It's, it's I think, Bon Jovi. I think McNichol got a hold of, uh, it was the Tate Gallery, mm-hmm. and said, please send one of your representatives. Yeah. So he just assumed that they were going to send some, mm. you know, professor or something like that. Guys, and the Brits were all like, fuck you, American. We're going to send this half well, I think it was a fuck yeah. you to the old man who... Uh, which, you know, that's weird that the, that guy, the guy would the, just stick up for Bean with no backstory. There is that. no Was that, backstory. like, maybe during the series? Maybe he was in the series? I don't think so. Bean there's, saved his life or something? Nothing. Highly doubtful. <laughs> I don't I mean, think. I, it might have been a nod back. It is solely to give the American audience the... Here's something. No, maybe this has something to do with it. Because I this is a... Um, Something that Ricky Gervais said regarding The Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, he was saying, in England, people can be really bad at their job and not get fired for it. It's just something that happens very often. Mm-hmm. Whereas in America, you have to like, you have to give people... Performance reviews and whatnot. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that was his note on Michael Scott, because you, that's why Michael Scott in the second season is shown to be really good at sales. So that mm-hmm. way people aren't like, how did this guy not get fired already? Yeah, by yeah. So, with that in mind, perhaps these Brits were like, we need to give the American audience a reason for why he has not been fired from even the museum up until this point. And it's just a half-assed old man saying, I've known him for a I'm, long time. I'm more important and I like beans. Yeah, so no. yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's all you get. But weird. It's very weird. It's it's just it's half assed. So anyway, um, back at uh, at, uh, at uh, he's got the wet pants and the the corporate. There's uh, a bad setting. Stuck in the middle with you cover when they leave the gallery. I think we just got through it. It's it's there's a lot of pressure. There's the unveiling of Whistler's mother, and he's going to be staying at David's in the meantime. It's, yeah, and it's coming up. The event, the big event's coming up. Right. So then there's a bad stuck in the middle with you cover. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Bean and David go back to his house. And it is, the wife instantaneously leaves. Now this made me laugh. I, it's so cartoonish. Like That's why it made me laugh. Like it. it's just, yeah, because she has the bag at the ready she's behind cooking the dinner. counter. It looks like she's just cooking dinner. And she's yeah, like, is, he, is Dr. Bean here? He's like, yeah. And she goes, kids, plan B. She has her bags in the kitchen on the floor. Kids are like it. waiting outside like, the yeah, kitchen. Here's the apron. I'm out the door. Yeah. And, and I think, the, to talk about the structure. This would happen usually like three quarters of the way in the movie. The wife finally had enough. Yeah. That's just usually how it goes. It's it, just interesting it, that they leave immediately. Immediately. They did go quickly to that. Yeah. 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 Um, he says, give him one chance. He sweet talks her. Just give yeah. him one last chance. Yeah. And he'll be fine. But Don't then worry about it. Bean's in the living room and he's messing with like crystal swan thing, like an yes. ornament. Yes. Yeah. He's just looking around yeah. as Bean is wont to do to just, you know, grab yeah. an object and examine it. This yeah. felt a little like 
contrived with the crystal thing. Like David clearly says, "Don't touch that," and he puts it up back on the shelf. And when he goes back, no, he to puts t- it on the table. He puts it on a CD uh, player. Oh, he puts it originally. Did on David the, put that on? No, there? no, no, no. Bean is, oh, yes. is like he's like, oh, please be very careful with it. And Bean is like panics slightly and, and then puts, puts it down it on, on the coffee table on a magazine. Okay. That yeah. he then wants to read. Yeah. So he puts the swan on a CD player after yeah, that, which is ridiculous. So he fucks up. Mm-hmm. All right. And then he's messing around with remotes or whatnot, and, and that causes, like... There's the, a remote for the, the eject. disc eject of the, a CD player, and it has so much pressure and force that it launches... It launches a crystal, crystal swan, swan into the frame picture of uh, David and his wife. Which he said was, a, you know, a sentimental photograph. Yes. So it's a very meet-the-parents-y moment. Like, it's just... <laughs> Or meet the parents. I know this. Hey, meet the parents. Meet totally. the parents is cribbing yeah. off a bean. Hey guys, Uncle Buck, guys, Uncle Buck too. Fan theory. Yeah, that's true. Meet the parents, ripped off bean. Fan theory. Fan theory. <laughs> this has been fan theories with Dan Eden. So um, anyway, he breaks the crystal and then boom, she's out the door. Like sure, the yeah. next shot is yeah. the car driving away. <laughs> oh yeah. Which also made me laugh. They are out the door. That You're was all laughing at all David's just, misery. Too. It's all cartoon timing. That's all what I'm laughing at. All right. So Bean decides... Uh, and also, I don't give a fuck about Peter McNichol. So yeah, I'm laughing at Peter McNichol. <laughs> Jared, I'm laughing at Janosch's uh, fucking misery. <laughs> From Ghostbusters 2? Yeah. You mean to tell me that you're not invested in David's journey in no, Bean? No, not one bit. I came here to see Bean, not uh, Peter McNichol. <laughs> hey man, the movie's called Bean. He's in the yellow doorway. He's creeping out the side. This is his movie. It's not David. All right. So anyway, uh, David says he's going to... I decide that weekend activities, we're going to go to this gallery and this and that. And Bean's like... Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. He's like, we, we got some, some other idea? And Bean's like... Oh. And then he curates the weekend's activities in Los Angeles. And they go to like a theme park. Yeah, like they, a definitely. carnival. Amusement park like an outdoorsy kind of carnival. Sort of like a... Uh... Like an outdoor, yeah, like a Coney Island type of. Uh, I don't know. It, I'm sure it's like an attraction in LA. We just don't know the name because yeah, uh, we didn't look it up. Uh, but they do go on the ride of doom which is like one of those simulator things with yeah. the moving seats and the screen with the moving track and it's like you're on mm-hmm. a roller coaster right yeah it's like a remote roller coaster right and david's and, having a good time david is thrilled he's, he's, he's thrilled. enjoying the ride yeah, being bored bored out of his mind <laughs> and we've seen this before in a much funnier context because this is an indoor mm-hmm. simulated ride so yeah I can understand being bored. You know, this is not the thrill that I expected. Yeah. But when we saw him on a roller coaster doing this exact same thing and falling asleep at full speed. I forgot speed. about the falling asleep on the roller coaster. Yeah, on the show. much yeah. funnier. Classic, classic. Yep. Another um, lifted gag that isn't pulled off very well. Yeah. So they get off the ride and then uh, Bean pulls David aside and goes, why don't you go buy another ticket? <laughs> and then he messes with the controls and he really jacks it And this is something Bean was, would, would do fairly often. If he's a little, I don't know, he's an anarchist. He's a crazy dude, man. He wanted it at his level. He's an adrenaline junkie. He's yeah. crazy. He belongs in a ward. Look, when things don't go the way that Bean wants them, he's going to tinker with things and he's going to make it better. He's like Tim Allen. He's going to give it more power. Bean would fit right in on uh, Tool Time. (laughs) Of course he would. So he messes with the controls that it goes crazy. People are getting launched. This like made me laugh. This whole se- this sequence made me laugh too. Because really, people, because people are getting flown out of the I felt chairs. bad for them. I don't care about these people. These are <laughs> know, faceless like, people in the background. 
These poor people. They're killed. Yeah. They're probably breaking they're bones. They're not getting killed. They're breaking bones. Oh, please. They're in a little 3D sequence thing. No, it's not. they're not getting killed. What about when Bean shoves one of them? Like, that would, That also made me laugh. Because that's Bean being a dick. And he's, that's when he's like, sometimes when he's a dick, it's funny. Sometimes it is. I didn't, this time around, I wasn't that into it. When Mr. Bean is in room 418 or whatever it is. That's and he challenges classic. the other hotel guests. It's so unwarranted. Why with this specific man right from the get This is his rival it's, because. I, it's a weird, it's a good episode. Yeah. Um, Bean gets arrested again and once again Richard Gant is there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like he's when it, he's like contact me for all Bean related uh, <laughs> crimes and misdemeanors. I need to be notified of anything related Absolutely. to Bean. Uh, Bean gets, uh, does he get bailed out or something? Well, he's like uh, well, he's McNichol playing brings it home, so he, he dances in front of a two-way mirror. Yeah, a well, one-way mirror. But uh, okay, this is the part where I pause the movie to see how much time is left. I'm only 32 minutes in, <laughs> really, and it's almost an, like an hour left. And I'm like, fuck. I God did not. I, I felt the opposite. I, really? After I was done watching it, I it felt like less than an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, who? Well, uh, for me, I was totally fine with this movie up until a certain point. We're almost there. Yeah. We're actually almost there, believe it or not. Who says the slightly problematic, he looks like a fruitcake to me when they're that's, watching that's him. The is, is it Richard Gant? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a, a weird s- thing to call him. Back at the house, so yeah. Being it's a LA detective, yeah. And it turns out, they just chalk, I think they're just chalking it up to just mental illness. Like, he's just a crazy guy who needs help. Yeah. Just send he's him a, home. He's an eccentric genius. Yeah. That's like, that's what everybody's right. basically kind of like falling back on that excuse up until this point. Everyone's buying the genius the, thing? I don't know. I wouldn't buy the genius. It's, it's suspect. Yeah. A genius who now irons his underwear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Increasingly more suspect. Back at the house, it's just Bean and David. The wife and the kids are gone for at least a weekend. Yeah. And now the boss and his wife just show up because I guess they had a pre-scheduled yeah, He said he forgot, for, yeah. so they must have had a plan. This is the dumbest fucking But you know what's ever. weird to me? Like, I was watching that scene and I didn't understand it quite at first because it seemed to me like... Bean had this smirk on his face like he arranged this, like for oh. this guy to come over to the house. He's I like, didn't catch he's that. He's kind of like, just you wait, this oh, night's going to get better. I, I'm sure that's not what it was. But He did not have a plan at all because what they do is he he decides to entertain them anyway, even though his wife and kids are gone. Yeah. And he says, we're going to cook dinner for you. That's fine. Why fucking go for a turkey? It's like a giant It's all they can turkey. find. It's all Bean hours. can find. It's, and the, it takes hours to make a turkey. Oh, they just yeah. showed up for dinner. and But he's a man. Don't you understand that man, that men don't know how to cook? Oh, God. The wife, she has this line. After David says, we're going to cook dinner for you. She says, all the greatest chefs in the world are men. Uh, <laughs> it's like, what? That's a weird line. It's a yeah. strange line. So, the turkey. So, they... they do you, it takes a long this time is, to make one. This is where it took a turn for me and reminded me of the old TV show. And this is a bad... To me, it's a ham-fisted like a, way to a get a classic bit in, which yeah. is Bean shoving his head up the turkey's uh, mm-hmm. yeah. carcass. How close to Thanksgiving are we supposed to be that she has a, a, a raw turkey on a platter? Like, is Thanksgiving the next day? Because yeah. that's what it looks like All based right. on the turkey. So while... Right. Yeah, how long are you going to have it sit there? So while David is entertaining the boss and the wife... Bean does the turkey head bit that we're so accustomed to from the Christmas special. Uh, yes. He runs in the background. Because he, he, he's, he's stuffing the turkey and he, he loses his watch yeah. in the turkey. Yeah. And he has to go back in and get it. And that's uh, And this is something, this is to me, 
was like what struck me about this movie. I was like, okay, I'm watching these classic bits and I'm like, mm-hmm. if you've never seen these bits before, these are probably the things that are going to make you laugh the hardest because they're the classic bits, right? I guess. But <laughs> to me, I'm like, you know what? That's cheating on Mel Smith's part because all the best bits of this movie are already like he has the template already for it. Like it's already been shot. He knows exactly how to frame it. This oh, is yeah. the exa- like exact same framing of the turkey in the Christmas episode. He just watches the episodes and says, "Let's just do that." Yeah, I was like, "That's yeah. not fair that he yeah. gets to do that." They should have constructed. I think maybe they were burnt out on Bean by this time. The show was over in '95. Yeah, and then they go and make the movie. It comes out in '97. I yeah. think they might have been burnt out and just like, yeah, we'll do something for this more amount for a exactly. Bucks. I just don't think they gave as much care as into this yeah. movie as they did the show, like at all. Anyway. He uh he gets the fucking his head stuck in the turkey yeah in a, in a less funny way than the show. David pulls it off his head. He gets his watch out and they throw it in the microwave for twenty minutes. They they how dumb are they? Stuff this seriously forty pound turkey into this little microwave yeah. and they're like, what do you think? Twenty minutes? Yeah, twenty minutes. Sure. They turn it on. And he's like, throw some veggies on or something like that, and I'm going to go back out there and entertain. And then Bean and serves clean him, yourself clean up. Clean yourself up. some appetizer. Yeah, he serves him onions. He like, comes out with a platter that has, like, yeah, an onion, onion. kind of chopped up into little bits, and that was another thing that made me laugh. He's wearing a newspaper hat. Like, he looks crazy. Like, it says chef to cover his hair uh, because his hair is covered with turkey gum. Oh, yeah. So he's like, this is all I could find. Sorry. I thought he just did it to be, like, I don't know, eccentric. No, it was to a, be beany. It was a, it was subterfuge, if okay. you will. So the turkey explodes in the microwave because they're fucking idiots. Duh. And the, the boss and the wife leave, and they, you know, understandably, yeah. the family comes back very briefly. Yeah, and this was kind of funny, but just weird. Yeah, when they briefly come back to see. Uh, Bean there. Yeah. And they, they just, immediately turn around and leave. Yeah. Like, hey, is Bean still Well, they see oh. that the turkey had, like, they see turkey crap all over the yeah, kitchen, too, too you know? Yeah. And Bean. Yeah. Yeah. They go, hi, Dad. Bye, Dad. And they all leave. <laughs> it's just... And this is right. Peter McNichol's lost point. But it happens, like, 35 minutes into the movie. Right. But if you're not, you know, if you're like me and you haven't checked the counter yet, if, you think this movie's chugging along and it's going well because you know what... Because you remember. Yeah. I remembered how it ended. Yeah. Or what I thought was the ending of this movie. Yes. So, anyway, Bean kind of comes clean to Peter McNichol. He's like, uh, you know, he's like, just answer me this question. Are you actually a doctor? Like, mm-hmm. just be honest. I'm at my lost point here <laughs> at the 35-minute mark. Yeah. Come clean with me. And he's just like, no, I don't really know anything. I, I you know, I'm... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't know anything mm-hmm. about art. No, yeah. he doesn't know shit about shit. And uh, so it's like a, a sad montage of just kind of David reflecting around the house, puttering, and Bean is there because he's got nowhere else to fucking go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then here's the, okay, really weird. The whole montage is ended. It's capped off with David in the shower. It's running. There's steam. There's And Bean just walks in willy-nilly. He had to have known that the shower was running. So my question is, did he know? Or was he just like, oh, I'm just going to take a shower. No big deal. Oh, it's on? <laughs> Like, is what he is an that? Alien. <sighs> okay. I don't know. Okay. To me, it, like, I read it a little bit differently. It's a, it seemed like, um, like Peter McNichol got the shower started mm-hmm. and then went and did something else, like puttered around for a second or two. Right. And right. then came back into the bathroom 
and Bean was already in the shower. No, Bean enters the shower. Really? Yeah. I wasn't paying close enough he attention. He walks right in. McNuckle. McNuckle. Peter McNugget. Peter McNugget. Yeah, I thought he uh, walked into it already wet. Uh, Mr. Bean. I think... Uh, I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it, and I'm not going to. So it doesn't matter. It's this yeah, weird we, scene we where they're on. in the shower together, and they're like yeah. bumping around, and, and a phone it, call comes in. He's like, "Just, just here in the shower with me." There's a yeah. There's a phone right next to the shower. The worst verbiage that you could use. Just yeah. don't like. Just don't phrase it that way. Yeah. yeah. Did you? What's with the phone near the shower thing? Like I, I just uh, L.A. Is it, thing. Man. Is it? It's an L.A. thing. It must be. <laughs> yeah. So the painting has arrived. Whistler's mother has arrived. Yeah. So they gotta get. They gotta go to that gallery. So they had uh, at this point in the movie, I had to pause it and I had to shut it off and watch Thor Ragnarok again. <laughs> <laughs> just to wash this taste out of my mouth. So. You had to take a break from the movie mid movie. A Thor oh, break. Man. Yeah. Oh man, you had to take a two and a half hour break from the well, movie. We watched two hours with the last. You know. Whatever last the third act we 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 turned off, but oh, yeah, we watched okay. most of Thor. Okay, but yes, I had to turn this movie off. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. No, I was watching it. I was in, fine with everything up until this point. I was like, this seems it's going and by. It's this was about forty two minutes in, and there was about you know a little over forty left. So halfway through the movie, all right. So they're um, the in the. Uh, hall that the particular painting will be displayed in um, they they kind of leave Bean alone with the painting mm-hmm. while uh, everybody from the museum goes and kind of talks about the security that's set up for this uh, the high tech security for this Whistler's mother business it just it's insane yeah you would have think yeah that this whole this whole two card system and uh, you'd think that they they have a, like yeah. a terrorist from a different country in their uh, custody and they have to protect it but no it's a painting. you would think that the night fox was going to come in and steal this painting <laughs> and do an elaborate laser dance scene for yeah. ten minutes of the movie that's how galleries are though art galleries yeah. They're super secure. Well, they're, Unless Mr. They're Bean put is on the a security facade. guard. Yeah. In which case he's a facade, and it's all part of the game to bump up a price on a painting. Yeah. So this is the part. Now we're kind of we're back on track, and this is where I started the movie again. So in, in, coincidentally, this is when the movie really com, like gets the thrust of like the the actual movie yeah. plot <clears throat> or something's actually kind of happening they were fucking around for the last 40 minutes yeah so here we go bean sneezes on whistler's mother and then that fucks it up because he tries to wipe it off and then yeah. he smears the like the paint well yeah yeah he uh grabs a a, a handkerchief out of his pocket yeah and he tries to uh wipe his snot off and then realizes that a pen had exploded in his pocket which is such a a, a, a I've never had this situation happen. I've never had a single pen yeah. explode in on in my presence in any way. No. Has you, this ever happened to you? No. Like they get runny sometimes when you like just after a certain point. I just feel like, and also what's well, in grade school? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. The level, the amount of ink that comes out of the, these pens. Yeah. There's that long tube with ink in it, and then there's the tip. You know, which looks like a rocket ship kind of tip, right? Yeah. And if those two come apart, then that 
ink, ink just still has pouring all out. Freedom. Yeah. How much force does it come out with though? You get yeah. You, I probably leaned against something or you know had something I was carrying. Well, anyway, Whistler's Cracked mother it. is fucked up. Yeah, because he. Yeah. Oh, she's all. She wipes ink. Up. Yeah. She's ink a, she. She face. is blue. Yep. And he sneaks the painting out under a, a little tablecloth and pretends that it's a cart. That yeah. made me laugh. Yeah, that was pretty. Because he makes, <laughs> he makes <Yeah>. squeaky <laughs> noises like wheels. And then he passes a guy, and he, it's not physically possible to pass him, so he kind of has to side it onto the wall. Yeah, he distracts the other guy by looking, look up there. And he Which, tilts it and That's puts like it a up. Charlie Chaplin thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that did have me laughing. So um, he goes to the, like, the janitor closet of some kind, like yeah. the utility closet. Puts the painting in a vice and like gets uh, varnish, like a paint. Thinner. Yeah, he cleans it with the likeliest uh, substance, varnish, like lacquer, paint thinner. Yeah, and uh, that doesn't work out. No, that no. as you can imagine does not. It looks like it's gonna work out. Yeah. Until he turns his back and then it's he turns bubbling. back. It's, oh, it's it's horrific. It's horrifying. Yeah. It's yeah. a very tense Ooh. moment in the movie. You know? Worse than the blue ink. So you know this is what's gonna the movie's actually gonna be about. Is yeah. This painting, how he fucked it up. Yeah. So he draws. Uh, we don't see this yet. He. We're like, what's he gonna do? And then it cuts to a moments later. He's back to the room. He brought the painting back. He put it back on the wall. And now he has a moment alone with David, who just talked to the uh, bosses about the painting. Yeah. And they unveil the painting. The Mr. Bean's solution. Yes. And uh, is this horrible. Horrible Kilroy-looking uh, <laughs> face that he, he throws. A, he draws a hand-drawn, in-pen picture of Whistler's mother's face because he wiped away the head. With this right. giant nose. It's terrible-looking. It looks like something my grandpa used to draw us in his cards. <laughs> it is hilarious, Weird though. caricatures. The fact that that is like, no, this will work. But when the best is when David reacts to it. Like, yeah. And he goes, oh, my God, Jesus, <laughs> mother of God. Oh, my God. He does it again. God. He does it twice. Yeah, it's great. I think that's probably his best moment in the movie is freaking out like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's weird that, like, I don't know. I only know Peter McNichol from three things, and one of them I never watched. Was it Ally McBeal? Yeah, I know yeah. him from this, I know him from Ghostbusters 2, and I know him from Ally McBeal, and I didn't watch Ally McBeal. Right. So it seems to me like... Uh, you weren't around for the McNichol songs? No. It just it seems to me like he uh, has way more comedic chops than they allow for him to have in this movie, and this is the yeah, one... Yeah, he's the straight man. This, this is the one time he's... he gets to stretch his comedic muscles, really. And right. they put a lot on his shoulders as, like, he's you have to buy him as the likable leading man father and you have to root for him and Bean's just kind of his anchor just kind of helping him out and yeah. not helping him out yeah he's kind of a mensch and everybody kind of feels for yeah him. he is yeah. a schmuck in this too um and he freaks out he and there's there's some weird this script is kind of weird like some yeah. of the dialogue is just straight up weird he says uh he panics he says oh man you fucked up the painting 50 million dollar painting i'm gonna end up on death row in a cell with a cell with butch mcdick <laughs> butch yes. mcdick butch yeah. mcdick yes. and we get what he's alluding to but like how why put it that way i it's don't very strange so he says you get drunk you want to go get drunk with me mr bean and they go to a bar and they get drunk 
and uh, Bean and, changes the channel on the TV at the bar with the peanut in his nose. He, yeah, like, launches got, it. He's got the, all these umbrellas. I forgot how gross Mr. Bean is. Really. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. I just watched one because after this movie, I had to cleanse my palate, too, and I had to watch an actual <laughs> Mr. Bean episode because I was like, man, this is just not the Which Mr. one did you watch? I watched uh, The Curse of Mr. Bean. Where oh, he I goes, think we watched that recently. Where yeah. he goes to the pool, yep. and he goes to the movies, and yeah, he sticks the popcorn up his nose at the movie theater, then just blows it right it's back gross. into the bucket. And he treats his girlfriend like a piece of shit. Yeah, Irma oh, Gobb is nowhere to be found in this movie. <laughs> and neither is Teddy. So No, what, Teddy what shows up at the end at, at the, the very end. least. It's at the very movie. least. Teddy was a very big part of that show. And you know what? Here's the other thing that I will say I appreciate about this movie for what it's worth mm. is that they made the apartment that Mr. Bean lived in look pretty much like it looked on the show. And granted, the what was on the show changed several times. Yeah, I don't. I remember it not being very consistent. So. But it had at least the vague look of... One of Mr. Bean's apartments. Right. The, yeah. The nightstand kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that, with bad. the mirror and the... That was fine. I was cool with that. But yeah, there's a serious lack of Teddy and... Uh, <laughs> a lack of Teddy. There's a lack of Teddy in this, and I noticed it. So yeah, they get drunk at the bar. Um, and like you... Deficit. A Ted deficit. A Ted deficit. <laughs> there you go. They um uh, He's got all these umbrellas sticking out of his head, and like yeah, he that's when he gets gross, and he's... Just, David says some suicidal shit to uh, Bean. He is like yes. really, really in a bad way. He's still got Nick Dick on the brain. And they, yeah. they <laughs> walk home singing a rendition, uh, not since the likes of Star Trek V, <laughs> of row, row, row your boat in the middle of the streets. Yes. With a version I have never heard before or since. If you see an alligator. If you see a crocodile, crocodile. don't forget to uh, scream. Yeah, Yeah. don't forget to scream. I've never heard that fucking verse before. I think they just made it up. It's stupid. So maybe it's a British thing. When they yeah maybe Maybe. Eh. that's true. It's when the wife gets back. uh, They get back and the wife is there with the kids at the house. Yeah, and she says she missed him. So. The wife refers to Bean as an alien again. So yeah. This, once it, it was like the second time. She's like, he's from Mars, I get it. And she gets it. I, I, uh, she's like, I think I might have to leave you, though. <laughs> she, like, changes her tune so quickly. Yeah. It's, um... But they're there. They're there to stay, I guess, for now. But, like, she wants Bean out, right? Like, yeah. they kind of yeah. just leave it. It's not you, it's me. Yeah. yeah. Well, baby Lawrence has a little chat. Yeah. With, uh, who who does he even talk to? I just wrote down chat with baby Lawrence. I forgot. Bean is in the kitchen and it's at night. Everyone's asleep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another reference to him being, uh, an alien. He calls him Moon Man. Yes, he does. And he's, uh, yeah. Like, I think Lawrence just knows and whatever, (laughs) nobody else knows. And that's, he's an alien and he's cool with it. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, he says, I can't stop thinking about naked women. Yeah. I don't want to hear that, Lawrence. Fucking horn dog Lawrence's, man. Yeah. Every one of them. He says, you know, if you, uh, if you just come to buy my room, if you can't sleep, I got some great Cindy Crawford Ew. posters. Yes. And that's the light bulb moment. We'll it's so weird. We'll come to my room. <laughs> yeah. We'll have boners together looking at Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Posters. And for a very brief moment, the reaction on Bean's face makes you wonder, like, is he getting excited about the posters? But no, he has a Light bulb yeah. moment, he knows. Ah, poster, I yeah. the merchandising. It could have went a completely different way, and I yeah, that would have been bad. So he hatches a big plan. He gathers a bunch of the family's stuff, <clears throat> and he skateboards to the gallery. Yeah, 
Yeah, including underwear. He took some underwear with him. To put on his head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he gets all geared up with eggs and uh, a, a fucking He's a makeshift and, uh, uh, spy. No, s- slippers on, like animal slippers on and, mm-hmm. and uh, laxatives. and he's, he's, he's packed to the brim. He shows up at the L.A. Gallery. And he distracts the security guard with noises outside. Yeah, who looks like Willem Dafoe and Nick Nolte combined. <laughs> this security guard who has to deal with all of his bowel issues. And as the guard goes outside to investigate, Bean sneaks into the security office to put something in his coffee. A laxative. Yeah. yeah. A very, very effective laxative. Well, because he dumps the whole fucking thing into yeah, it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. It just, it, it's immediate. So, yeah, when he comes back, he has to shit real bad. And it's during this whole process of him trying to shit that Bean pulls off a pretty good heist. Well, he also messes with the keys, too, so that he can't yes. get into the bathroom as easily. That's so that's like, he knows he's going to fuck with the security guard. That's the biggest obstacle he's got to deal with. They have this system, I guess, where all the keys to the rooms are on separate hooks, like a hotel or something. Yeah. And the, he Bean switched them, and the guard can't get into the men's room. He's got to shit. So that's his struggle. While yeah. Bean takes a poster from the gallery of Whistler's mother. It's just a mock-up. And... Uh, or, you know, just a, a Because earlier in the movie, uh, they mentioned that it's actual size, too. That's something that, that's oh, just they did a, say a that? small little detail that they throw together. And what I, or throw in there. So what he's going to do is he's going to switch the shitty original with the hand-drawn face with the poster. And he's going to kind of age it up a little bit in the frame. And he's going to put it back. And then that's it. He's going to leave. Right. And uh, it's, it's a success. Spoiler. <laughs> but he kind of makes it... What I appreciate is he kind of makes it look worn. Like, I think he gets, like, an egg shell. Yeah, he gets all the egg whites. Yeah. yeah, like, egg whites. I don't know what yeah. he's doing with that. And he spreads it onto but, the canvas. Because it'll dry, it'll get uh, almost, like, foggy and f- flaky yeah. at the same time. Yeah, that's what it is. Success, Bean gets away. Up. The guard busts into the men's room, and he gets to shit, and he... So he gets his goal, too. So, yeah, how this guard, him. like... Yeah. They certainly... Make it seem like the guard lasts until he gets into the bathroom before he shits. But at one point, it also makes it seem like he shit in the hallway. Yeah. I'm confused about the yeah. timeline of his shitting. Well, you know, this yeah, guard... He lasts a long time, and he drops the keys, and he's just squatting by him. And I'm just thinking, he's going to lose it there, but they don't show it. Right. He's really selling it, in this uh, Willem Dafoe, Nick Nolte baby, yeah. <laughs> as someone who wants to shit. I thought he was going to grab a trash can myself, and, and he was gonna um, he's going to shit. Yeah, no, so a laser man probably would have... Fortunately, we don't sink to actual fart jokes. No, no. No noises. Just, just snot jokes and barf jokes. A lot of snot. Yeah. Right. And barf it's, jokes. It's pretty jokes. gross. Yeah. So, so, next day, yeah, David wakes up to see his daughter take off on a motorcycle with some dude. Like uh, an older dude. Yeah. You know, bad influence guy. And that's like a whole other movie, you know? And who is that guy? Who was he? Johnny Galecki. Was it really? <laughs> yes. In this oh, weird, like, well, I don't even know if he has a line there in that movie. I think he just, just say, hey, babe, or something like that. I maybe. didn't know it was Galecki. I thought it was a more intimidating guy. <laughs> that's his name. It's like something wheelie. Yeah. You know? I can't remember what his actual name is. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I saw that, too, when I... Uh... I went on IMDb and I was just looking at the cast of characters. I went, Johnny Galecki? Oh, yeah. Too? Yeah, the boyfriend, Stingo. Stingo. That's his name. Stingo, yeah, Stingo. Wheelie. Oh, Stingo. Played by Johnny Galecki. They even gave him a cool, like, nickname. Man, I wonder if he had, like, more <laughs> scenes in this movie that they cut out. No, I the, feel... He was the James Franco of his time. <laughs> Galecki. Well, it's where, like, the... the 
the guy who sees him in the bathroom, mm-hmm. who's like in charge of the merchandising, I think his name is like Walter Merchandise or something. It like is. That. It really it's is. weird. It's in the script. Yep. It's like uh, Walter. So it's like, what? I don't. Yeah, the guy who comes uh, up with the cups and that, the that really upsets me. Uh, yeah. So uh, his daughter takes off on a motorcycle with Stingo, and I'm like, why? But that comes into play a little bit. Bean and David go to the art gallery, and David is anxious because yeah. he doesn't know that Bean replaced that painting with the poster. He's like, "Well, what am I going to tell him? There's a big thing today. Burt Reynolds is on his Burt way. Reynolds is going to come here. Yeah. He paid for it's this painting. General Burt Reynolds. General Burt Reynolds. <laughs> like he's the guy. and a general hairpiece. Yeah, him. yeah well, it, it looks great. And he's like, you know, two years after Boogie Nights, he's doing okay. Maybe he's <laughs> no. Thinking... This is the same year as Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights was '97. Was it? No, this, that was 96. Boogie Nights? So it was like a year oh, after Boogie still. Nights. Striptease was 96. Boogie Nights was 97. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't fight you on that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, General Burt Reynolds. Two movies that I was familiar with as a child. He's wearing... Uh, He's wearing his general like uniform, and he's buying Whistler's mother. He's paying the fifty million for it. Yeah, right. and he doesn't strike me as an art lover, but he, right. I think he's just so against the painting being in another country. He's he's so against. Uh, I think he yes. has a line about the French coming up yeah, later. He, he outbid him or something that he wants to buy. Yeah, he says he says. Uh, Where does the general get fifty million dollars? Yeah, yeah. Man, this guy. What are we loading? paying our military? I have no idea. But the good news is they buy it. Like that painting. Success. Bean successfully switched them out, and they think it's the real deal. And so movie over. Credits, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, Thank you. We all Thank get you. a nice little wrap you up, and then we can all go home. Yeah, Bean's over. Oh no. No. Oh no. Wait a second. Wait. How how much longer? Is oh there? no. It's about fifteen minutes left. <laughs> oh <this> movie? no. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh. So okay. No. <laughs> We think this is his final speech that he's going to give before the credits. Bean gives this speech about Whistler's mother. They all think, you know, he's a doctor who's, who knows a lot about this painting. So right. he says, uh, and he kind of sells it by talking about family. He learned a lot he, living at David's house. He beats around the bush for a little while, but then kind of reaches right. a conclusion that is uh, passable. Saying that uh, the important thing about this painting is that it's, a, it's about a mother. Yes. I don't know. Old hag. <laughs> I can't do that voice with volume. Yeah. You um, have to really mic it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And he learned by staying at David's house the importance of family. And, yes. Uh, and, and that's enough to make this painting, you know, super important. Yeah. At least to Burt Reynolds and this group of people. Tears in our, their eyes, I guess. Tears in their eyes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a success until, uh, once again, Richard Gant shows up. Because <laughs> it's a Bean-related, kind of a Bean-related incident, but it's more of a David's daughter-related incident. Yeah, it's a Nicholas he's there to, to deliver the news. Like, David's ready to crack and, like give yeah. I think, give up Bean about the painting because yeah. he thinks that's what Gant's there for. But yeah. instead, he's there to say, yeah. your daughter's been in a motorcycle accident yeah with stingo stingo wheelie so they rush to the hospital and once again there's a scene that feels so weird and out of place but it comes into play again yeah and it's when on their way to the hospital they see like a guy robbing or carjacking a woman yeah and they stop and they get their guns out and they're like you guys just continue on to the hospital keep speeding if you get a ticket i'll rip it up and then they thank god (laughs) richard gant is on their side man you you know you want a gant on your side
side. So, but you hear a gunshot as they continue on to the hospital, and I'm like, "What is going on yeah. back there?" But mm-hmm. forget it. Forget it. We got to we got to get to the hospital. So. Uh, and I and I swear to God, at this point, I'm kind of panicking watching this movie. Like, are you are you serious? This movie is actually going on still. It's like, still that going was the on. end. I remember the end. He pulled it off somehow. <laughs> yeah, I think this. If I were to re-edit this movie, that it wouldn't be much of an end. I would just cut off the last. You know, it'd be a shorter uh, movie. Fifteen yeah. minutes. That's it. So at the hospital, uh, the wife says it's not a coma. It's just she's just taking time out. Is yeah. that a thing? No, I that, know, just, she's just. She's it's just, not a coma. She's just, just falling for the crap. Oh, know, are she, they just lying to her? They're placating well, they just her trying in the to, hospital. Yeah, I think they're trying to soften the blow. That hey, your kid's in a coma. It's just. It's not a coma. She, Fuck those doctors. Sleep. Then that's what I'd be like. Don't lie to yeah. me and tell yeah. me that my kid is in a coma when she's in a coma. No. So Bean is at the hospital and uh, he gets mistaken for a, a surgeon and he gets scrubbed up for surgery. It's one of those classic. Well, I think like, he had his name tag. Dr. Yeah, because he says Doctor Bean on his uh, yeah. name tag from the museum. Oh, okay. so they're like, "Thank God you're here, Doctor Bean." That makes it a little more believable, but it's still that classic comedy thing where, like, "Thank God you're here. Let's rush you into surgery. You're not a surgeon, but we're in such a rush because a man is dying on the table." Yeah, yeah. and we just talked about this, and this is. Very similar to, uh, like, it, this happened in uh, Harold and Kumar, too. Yes, exactly. Like, Ryan just, Reynolds we, did like, this with uh, Harold and Kumar. This just happened to a movie we were watching. Yeah, so. thank God you're here, doctors. Yeah. Uh, you know. Now, if only Ryan Reynolds were in this movie. Yes, that would have made it ten times better. Oh. So he performed surgery on a ruptured kidney patient, and it's Richard Gant. Which he did, was shot during the shootout. So, now, here's what happens. Yeah, Richard Gant is rushed in there, like, we got to stop this bleeding, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But then something happens in another room, and they're like, wait, fuck this guy. we got to go into that room. Let's leave this open wound. Somehow that's more important. Let's just let him bleed, even though we were trying to stop it a second ago. Yeah, fuck this guy. So that's very strange. They leave Bean alone in there. Just make sure that nothing bad happens to him. We'll be back, and just, you know, he'll bleed, but just leave him. There's a lot of, there's a few situations in this movie where Bean is just left alone with something. They're like, you just stay here, and we're just going to see what happens. Have fun, Bean. And Bean thinks that uh, this is the perfect time to just have a snack. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a little Seinfeld ripoff here. Yes. Where he's uh, trying to uh, toss up. And as we've seen th- several times in this movie, yeah. he tosses an M&M up into the air. Uh-huh. But he's wearing the, the, the mask. So uh, it bounces off the mask and into Richard uh, Gant's, Richard Gant's open, open bleeding wound. wound this wound. gaping hole that's in his chest. Yeah. So Bean, what he does is, and this is funny and really frustrating, <laughs> is when he digs around by hand into the wound, pulls out the bullet, yeah. and he goes, oh, this isn't what I'm looking for, puts right. it back into Richard Gant, yeah. and then pulls out the M&M, and sterilizes it in a little cup, and then and eats it. And eats it. It is yes. disgusting. Uh, Jesus. But he also sees in the other room, uh, they're using heart paddles on a patient. Yeah. So that comes into play in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so he's then lured into the... Do- no, no, the, the, the doctors, no, no, the come, doctors back. come back. Yeah, and yeah. Thanks. Now All let's right. stop the bleeding. Yeah. There's like someone literally says, yeah. like, let's get back to that bleeding. Yeah. They say, thank God. Okay, we're, we're going to now find it. take care of Richard Gann again. Uh, okay, let's perform surgery. And being he, by hand, once again, just does what he did previously. He digs into the bullet he's wound. He's an old pro. Pulls yeah. the bullet out. And the, the surgeon's 
are amazed. They yeah. applaud him. It's he's, it's amazing. And he gets to have a moment of cockiness where he's... You know, <laughs> yeah. You guys general. don't know what you're doing? Let me know. I'll show you how to do this. Bean is a genius. He reaches in, pulls out the, uh, the bullet, mm-hmm. and then voila. He leaves, yeah. And he's feeling pretty good about himself. And then David thinks he's just a, a doctor. And Bean tries to get away, but no... David's like, oh, thank God. She needs my daughter. She's in a, a mini, not a coma. She's in not a coma. She's in a deep sleep. She needs medical attention. So he gets lured into the room, and then he goes outside to talk to his wife. Yeah, and nurse hall. says, why don't you step out of the room and yeah. give the doctor some space to work. Mm-hmm. And then he's trying to uh, revive her, wake her up. Wake her up by, like, you scare her. Startling her, her making yep. noises uh-huh. and faces. Yeah. And then we think he's going to use those heart paddles on her. He plugs it into the wall, and I'm like, oh, God. And he accidentally uses them on himself. Yeah. And uh, he shocks himself, and he lands on her, and on her chest, and she w- snaps out of her little deep sleep, they call yeah. it. Her not a coma. She wakes up, and that's when uh, David and his wife re-enter. And, and, uh, Bean's the hero again. Yeah. And the daughter's... He's not- like Forrest Gump, man. He just keeps failing into success this <laughs> yeah, whole time. Yeah, just failing upwards. And the daughter, she doesn't... I think it's weird that she woke up to being on top of her. She's just... I think she's probably just more worried about Stingo. You well, know? I mean, like, she's not really looking she's at... Like, pretty. she feels the pressure of him, and then, like, he kind of falls off of her before she really notices that it's him or anything like that. Yeah. But one of the first things she says she is, does. Where is, is like, Stingo? Where's Stingo? What happened to Stingo? I th- really think that they fleshed out Stingo, and that's probably what appealed Galecki to the role of Stingo. It's just, they cut him out. I think all of Stingo's best scenes are probably on the cutting room Stingo floor. got left out. It's We're a Hashtag, we want the Stingo And Johnny cut. Galecki is like, thank. Guys, if you feel me, hashtag we want the Stingo cut, hashtag yes. that. Uh, hashtag release the Stingo, stingo yes. cut. Yeah. I, I want those more Stingo scenes because you know there's more juicy, like conflicted scenes. We don't need to make this movie any longer. It's already pushing you know, the limits the of thing, the ninety. I think with more Stingo, I think I'd I wonder be if people when they, you know when they see him walking down the street or driving down the street if they'd yell out, "Hey, Stingo!" Yeah. I loved you as Stingo and Bean. Oh, Galecki? You're talking Galex. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking that he gets a lot of Stingo love, probably on the social meds. Probably. Oh, we should have t shirts made then. It's like Stingo, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Roseanne, Big yeah. Bang Theory, last. Float like a butterfly, stingo like a bee. <laughs> is the name of Galecki's autobiography. <laughs> so, anyway, Hero Bean. Uh, yeah. He snapped her out of, not only did he save Richard Gant's life, but he snapped a daughter out of a mini deep sleep coma thing. Not coma thing. Deep, just deep sleep. Yeah. And then, uh, it's feeling pretty good. The movie's not quite over yet, even though it just ended twice. They're on Sunset Boulevard. Well, he reveals that uh, it's him in the room. Yeah, yeah, he, he takes off his mask. McNichols all like, thank you for, uh, yeah. you know, and then he's just like, you could let me stay for another week. Can I stay for another week? And then they're like, yeah, sure, because you just helped us. And now right. we forgive you for everything. And We, we owe gotta, you. We still got to clean the uh, turkey carcass <laughs> off of the oh, uh, cabinetry, but no. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So they're on Sunset Boulevard, and they're loving life. Bean is uh, being driven by David. 
And it's a Snapping walking a on sunshine again. montage. No, you got Randy Newman. I love oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, that was earlier walking on sunshine. Yeah. Bean gets flipped off by some bikers when he waves to them. He's just trying to be friendly. And yeah. This fucking biker fucking, you know, flips him off. But he don't know no better. Yeah. So he, he's an alien. He thinks it's a greeting. And that's that classic. Uh, like sometimes it's like. You're a shithead. Oh, thanks, shithead. And then he goes, yeah. hi, thank you, shithead, to everybody, because he's a fish out of water. It's yeah. just like that with flipping off. So that's what happens. He flips off a bunch of people during this driving. So there's that. Yeah. He and flips then, off uh, McNichol's uh, wife and, and family. And they leave at the end, yeah. yeah. So uh, Bean gives them gifts. I thought this scene was kind of funny. Yeah, that was, that was amusing, He gives too, them yeah. back all the shit that he stole for his little heist uh, previously. And, and then some. He gives Peter McNichol a whole case of laxatives. Laxatives, yeah. Right. Um, he gives eggs. the wife the eggs. Then, and for the, the egg whites that he used, yeah. Um, what does he give the daughter? Hair dryer? something I don't know but something. I just remember what he gives the son yeah he gives the son a suit a suit a, a signature bean suit your traditional bean garb and I didn't care for this at all I don't want to see a little Mr. Bean I don't Why? want to see a mini bean because I'm telling you it's because all, that lumpy any... little Lawrence is like Very undercooked and needs to go back in for a few more minutes hey, Walter maybe. Merchandise had an idea it's like a very shy Lebuffy in uh, King, King, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull I don't want to see him pick and then up they that do a, hat they do a swap and he dresses like suit. the kid yeah, they do. He dresses like the kid, and he's not into it. Yeah, no, and like he's... it's stupid. I don't like that bit either. Yeah, but visual. It's a... but anyway, he's got to go Bean. home. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's time for Bean to leave. And he's and you know what? Everyone in the movie theater is like, yeah, it's time for us to go too. Yeah, Let's we get thought the hell it was over. Here. Like twenty. I thought it was ago, over yeah. when he fucking pulled the painting off. So Bean leaves. He flips the family off because he thinks that's customary. And then at the airport, David says his goodbyes, and it's. It's not really that funny. It's more touching, I guess. It's attempting at attempting to be touching. Bean gives him a hug, and it's nice. And then he's off. Yeah, he gets. And he flies home. Back home, and we finally see Teddy. Yeah, that's where we get Teddy, and it's, uh, he's Teddy. sitting in his Teddy. twin bed with his astronaut he's sheets tucked in. Teddy sat this one out, I guess. He thought he read the script, and he said, "Eh, this needs work. I'm going to sit this one out." And we he's find like, out what he, happened to the painting, too. Yes, he says, "You know what, Rowan? You don't need me for this one." Yeah, that's what Teddy know, said. You carry it, buddy. It's all you. You take it from here. But yeah, we find out what happened to the shitty, hand-drawn-faced uh, Whistler's mother. Yeah, the Kilroy-looking thing. He hangs it, he hung it up in his room, and then he stares at it as he uh, turns off his lights and he goes to sleep. Yeah. And tomorrow, it'll be just back to normal, because there were never really any stakes to begin with. Well, yeah. three-month uh, sabbatical. So. That's all it was. It was Probably just a vacation for him. That's yeah. why I'm not really into this. And then the next movie is about him taking an actual vacation. Exactly. Like, Ten years later. Dude, I think you've taken enough trips. You have two movies about you going on vacation. I think uh, I'm ready for a Mr. Bean Goes to Work movie personally yeah just not at the museum no they shouldn't have waited so long yeah. but he'll never be fired so no. hey it's all good not as long as that old man's alive mm. maybe you have to stay for the end of the credits no was there a post credits yes, there was, was Thanos oh, God. in it <laughs> no with Bean <laughs> okay no Thanos Bean no. came out after the credits oh. no I didn't see I didn't see he didn't want to know Tracy Ullman's and I often stay till the end of the credits, too. <laughs> oh, God. And he walks off one side, and he comes back, and he goes, go home. You know, he tells yeah. people to go. Pulls a Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Oh. Well, God bless you for watching that yeah. whole <laughs> credits <laughs> to actually get to that moment that we would have said, fuck it, otherwise. I was wondering <laughs> if there was going to be a post-credit thing. I assumed not, was. based on... There it was, was so weird. They do the credits, and it's like... 
instead of showing screenshots of everybody in the movie and all the cast members, it's all yes. shots of Bean with different people, with different actors' title cards. When under. you see Peter McNichol's name, it's Bean. Yeah. It's like, oh, so that's who played Mr. Bean. No, they no. should show Peter McNichol's face. Nope. I agree. It's yeah. weird shots of Bean the whole time. Yeah. and then... At least another shot of Peter McNichol freaking out. Oh, God, Jesus! Jesus! Mother of God! Jesus! Of Nazareth! <laughs> Jesus! You know what else, too, is... Uh, remember, he went to first class and he was showing it off to everybody. First class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when he uh, he finally got his pants dry and he started putting his crotch in everybody's That's face? That's right, yeah. We yeah. didn't mention Who that. Me? I've got dry Shoving pants. Dick in everyone's face. <laughs> he was trying to show overcompensate that he had dry <laughs> oh, pants. I've got a dry wiener. Yeah. God. I do that a lot, too, though. So it's fine. Hey, look yeah. at my dry wiener. Man, like. <laughs> This movie, it would have been fine if the ending of this movie was where we all thought it logically should have been. Yeah. We don't need this last 15 minutes. Well, yeah. Well, the Remember the Three Stooges movie that they just recently did, right? We, I didn't see it. Cause, yeah, well, it, it was like three episodes strung together. Yeah. And that, that's probably what this is. It's just like the first third is an episode, episode, episode. It's just uh, third, third, third. Yeah, they no. each have their own sort of little story. No, it's all one story. He's all. It's all about that painting, right? You know. Well, no. I mean, like the, the whole beginning, first it's half hour and, of this movie is about and, him basically and getting the boot kind of on the, the painting, but it's about him, yeah, going to America. Eh, all right, I could see. I think England's loss is America's gain, and yeah, they're all yeah. chuckling. Yeah, I would. I guess I would appreciate it if it was more obvious, and it was like a vignette. I think uh, I like my bean in small chunks. I think and I don't. You like uh, your bean. <laughs> I like my bean. Did you watch the sequel? So you must like refried beans too. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, hey, this movie was a, a real. Uh, it just uh, mm-hmm. it just dragged on and on. It, it ended mm-hmm. twice. I didn't laugh that much. Uh, it was nice to see Burt Reynolds, I guess. <laughs> and, so if you uh, heard there was another Bean movie coming out, you would, uh, wouldn't uh, be interested no, in that? I, I think Rowan Atkinson... in his retro in, enough? No, in his old age, I think he should probably give it a rest, too. Yeah, it's one of those things that's like... Yeah. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where, like, you know, it's like Pee-wee, like... Uh, your yeah, time has passed. Yeah. Like, hey, don't don't try weird. to revisit this. Like, let's just enough. be done with it. I agree. Good. Although I think uh, as weird as that, uh, Pee Wee's that was also Pee Wee's holiday, just like yeah. Mr. Bean's holiday, wasn't it? The yeah. Netflix one, Pee Wee's Big Holiday. That one had its moments, I guess. Yeah, just it was just strange because it was all about going to the Joe Manganiello's birthday party. Not like he wasn't playing somebody; he played himself. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it was he, it was just very uh, got kind of homoerotic. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just it's really strange. Strange for point. a Pee Wee movie. Interesting choice, but uh, interesting choice. So LA. Going back to Bean, I did watch the sequel, and I, I liked it better. I think. Yeah, I I've never it. seen the sequel. It's PG, if I'm not mistaken. This was this PG thirteen. It was because of stupid shit like the. The Whistler's, Whistler's sister, sister and yeah. like the Butch McDick and like like yeah. weird line like this could have been a PG family movie yeah. and like didn't need to and, uh, push it, push it. the finger than, like yeah. the finger thing is about the most mileage they get out of their PG thirteen like yeah. and I I think what Richard Curtis and uh, who was the other writer? Robin Driscoll Robin Driscoll yeah. they were probably I think maybe they wanted to put it through an American lens 
And that's what they got. We got a little more crass. That was a what, little more fing, like middle finger. And that's what I was surprised about when I got to the end of this movie and it was like written by those two guys. And I was yeah. like, I know those two names from the show. Like, you mean to tell me that those two guys wrote this wrote pile this, of crap? Yeah, this movie. I think they were out of steam or they were trying to Americanize it. I don't know. It's well, interesting. Leftover uh, yeah. pieces. Rejected uh, bean jokes. Ooh. We'll just put it in a movie. Bean dips, if you will. <laughs> exactly. Anyway... That's Bean from 1997 at 89 minutes, but feels like 323 minutes. It's something like that, it, yeah. It, it whistled by for hey, me. Hello! Hey, hey. <laughs> hey we, I would uh, be remiss if we did not mention the three-wheeled car that did not make an appearance in this movie. Yeah, right? or his car. And, and yeah, that, that signature uh, yellow. His car, minimal teddy, Irma Gob is nowhere to be found. <laughs> It's a damn shame. The blue car, yeah. It's the three-wheeled car that he always tips over. I would have loved to see that. You know what? I would, I would have even liked a little nod to the uh, the opening theme. Like, yeah. there's no uh, no tip to the score yeah. at all. Yeah, it's all like uh, a lot of pop hits are stuck and, in the middle with you covers. And at the end of the movie, there was an opportunity where I was like, you can, I don't remember what song they were doing, but... Like there was an opportunity. It was like this could have been like a a, a nice rendition of the theme song, but yeah, fuck it, fuck anyway. it, man. That's what the tagline to Bean is. Bean, fuck, fuck it. it, fuck it. Bean, uh, better than Johnny English. Let's just oh say god. that. Didn't you see that in the theater? <laughs> I did. Oh god, I feel bad uh, for you. Yeah, and I got sick, and I left like in the middle of it for oh, yeah. for a chunk, and then I had to go back. Uh yeah. That was fun. That must have been harder going Trooper. back in, knowing how bad it was. Yeah, I was like, I have to return to Johnny English. <laughs> and all the people around you having to smell that pukey breath to get yeah. enough popcorn. No, it wasn't there. puke. It came out the other end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like this movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is it for this show this week. I am Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. And I'm Ronnie. That's a wrap. <laughs>